Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 110. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Adam and Caitlin. What's up? Hello. It just flows. It It just just flows flows right off the tongue, man. I I don't know how else I could do it. I mean, your mic sounds pretty nice. Well, I know. (laughs) It flows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. You've got like that chocolatey smooth voice going on there. I don't know. If if I stop if I uh, slowly like start fading away from the mic, it's because my <laughs> arm's getting tired because I don't have a mic stand. <laughs> Not yet. Hopefully by one eleven. Tomorrow it's it's in Oakland. It arrived in Oakland uh, an hour ago. So well, there you go. So we're all well. Caitlin already has a pretty good setup because she was doing the audio for California Seasons. Um, but Slater and I are getting new setups, and my mic stand came in like way before it was supposed to. And all my other equipment was like delayed. And then Slater, it was kind of like the opposite. Slater got his mic and his setup first without the mic stand. So we essentially have one full complete setup, but yeah. just in two different locations. But I'm looking. It says tonight by 9 p.m. Everything should be good. I'm going to dial it all in. So next episode, I'm going to sound like Slater. Maybe. I I, tr- I want to know, though, because I swear. I, I, <laughs> You guys got to let us know in the comments or somewhere. Yeah. I don't even got to DM me or what and let us know if we sound. It's not going to make me sound better as a person. I can only sound real good, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but I want to know if we sound cleaner, if there's less background noise or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. So I think you definitely sound better. You sound yeah. more professional for sure. And we'll see if like in how how Zoom also records the audio too. So. Yeah, we have to yeah. figure that out. So there has to be a way to get remember it. when we all used to speaking of your arm getting tired. Remember when you all used to sit, sit on your couch those, and hold the mics? Yeah, I, I kind of I want I, I was going to go set this up on the couch and just like do the lean back podcast. I, I, <laughs> I, that's more my vibe. And 20 minutes ago, I was falling asleep. So oh, <laughs> remember there's there's that one always that one mic that was like super fidgety. And like if you touch it at all, yeah, it I, so I think it was the mic cord. It's but the yeah. cord, the yeah, old yeah. school USB, the like the original yeah. USB cord. Yeah, um, if you like breathed on it, it would disconnect. If Lacey First walked off, by, it would yeah. shut off. We also had all three or four mics, four mics In plugged one into laptop. one little, yeah, plugged yeah. into one USB dongle into a laptop on the floor in Caitlin's room and on Caitlin's little living room floor. Oh man. Those were the days. One, those were the days. I remember just like looking up at your posters on the wall. Oh, we were I, know, I actually didn't bring that tiny any room. of them with me down here. Like really? What? <laughs> I, just, I gotta like, get you a print. I literally just realized right now I have like one wall tapestry and I didn't bring anything else. Wow, that's boring. Did you have like a mola mola? I feel like I saw like a mola mola like poster or something. Uh, I think a painting from Sammy maybe. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, and then I had some other like tur. I had a turtle poster. Like, you yeah. had the whales of the world for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I had I have that somewhere too. The one from no, get it from Margo's. Um, Cause remember we had all the prints and posters up at Margo's thing. Yeah. I mean, the problem is when you move a lot, you don't, no well, brain. at least for me, like you don't know exactly where everything is. Like I just unpack some boxes. And I'm like, I forgot I had this stuff. Yeah. yeah because you didn't, <laughs> well, I kind of don't want it. You didn't need it. So when Margo and yeah. I moved home for like during COVID, it was like, why are we even going to unpack our utensils and our plates? And like, mm-hmm. like our parents yeah, yeah. had plates with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, it's kind of nice though, because when you go to move again, you're like everything's still kind of back. So it's yeah, yeah. yeah it's just moving. like 
I was like, what is it? All this stuff in here. But then, and then stuff like, oh, I didn't bring any art for the walls of my apartment. <laughs> yeah. I actually got tons of like prints in my thing. I'll probably just go get like frames. Can you make Michael me a like gigantic wall size infinite object? Whoa. Yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs> I have a question, Caitlin. What's up? Do you still have the orchid I got you? Yeah, Dude. it's actually, it's doing great. Is it doing good? Room. Yeah, it likes the oh, light in yeah. the living room. Oh, I was thinking you got it to her like before, but you got it when she just no, no, moved no. back. Yeah, no, for her birthday. No. You know yeah, who's yeah, the right. queen of keeping orchids who I gave my orchid to when I moved is Debbie Ternulo. Mm. She's mm. like the orchid queen. It's incredible. People that can get orchids to rebloom are like, they do some sort of witchcraft. Amanda yeah, too in Hawaii, who I live with, she can get hers to rebloom. I'm like, what is this magic? I know Margo's pretty good at orchids on um uh what's that show or the no on Animal Crossing the game (laughs) (laughs) oh no no yeah orchids are orchids no what's the thing I like San Francisco Central Park they have this like this oh let me I'll look it up roses I don't know it's a type of uh you can like crossbreed them and stuff Dude, slate. Remember when tulips. I got two tulips. Oh, tulips. Tulips. Yeah, they only but those I... those only bloom once. And then yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Slate. Remember when I got this plant with you and Margot, and it died instantly. It's still alive. It came back. Oh wow! Did yeah. Margot rehab it for you? No, she was going to, but I decided to do it myself. And it. No, nope. when we stayed at house. Welcome to the Plants Nerd Podcast. <laughs> Dude, I could do a whole Plant Nerd Podcast. So could Margot. I think she wants to start one. Oh, maybe she and I should just do one. <laughs> She's doing with her friends at that flat plant shop. She could. They should. The plant that's smart for that business too, actually. It'd be cool. Yeah. Anyways, okay. All right. Off track. Um, now that we're already off track, let's just yeah. <laughs> stay um, on track. Thank you to everybody. Uh, we want to start with that after talking about plants. Um, that supports us on Patreon that came out on our trips in April, that listens to the podcast, that uh, rates and reviews it anywhere where you listen to it that helps other people find it if you leave a rating or a review um, but also just word of mouth is a great way to share uh, our work and we always appreciate that so thanks for sticking with us for over three years of doing this uh, podcast and now doing trips very excited to continue to do it and we wouldn't be able to unless you were listening so <laughs> thank you you better not stop listening Whoa! <laughs> Ever? Them? Even if you have to step out of your car, you better keep it playing as you're walking to work. No, <laughs> I actually also have a, a shout out to one of our listeners uh, who came out on our trip, our first trip in October. Andrew, his Instagram is Anthro Andrew. I think it's mm-hmm. Anthro underscore Andrew. He just got into CSU Long Beach to do his anthropology program, studying um the kind of like the human dimensions of ecotourism so no nice. um, i remember he was he was doing something with that when we had him out yeah he was on the boat with me yesterday and he got the email that he oh, got nice. accepted so he was very excited so oh that's awesome yeah so congrats that. to andrew and he also said thank you to the whale nerds um for just i don't know just doing what we do and then also that he had a really good time on the october trip and he felt really inspired to continue to look for a grad program after seeing all of us together so oh awesome that's yeah. awesome to hear well maybe we'll see him on the upcoming october trip yeah we'll see um yeah we do have uh our blog with 
um, conservation topics going on there on our website. You can also find more information about our October trip in San Juan Islands on our website. Um, you can also look at our merch on there and on our YouTube channel, you can watch video versions of all of our episodes. So if you want to see Adam holding up his house plan, <laughs> you can watch the video version of this episode. Or my I still mind. need to name it. I haven't named it yet. Maybe, maybe one day. I'm not into naming plants or like really? cars or I named my one car in Maui and that's the only vehicle I've ever named. I'm just not into it. What was it. its name? It was badass. It was Bernie. <laughs> bernie no that was a buick no the the race car one that i just sold no no that one didn't get named i was gonna say like did it burn people's ears when you You were driving by (laughs) no like bernie sanders but she drives Uh, real fast (laughs) yeah just ask johnny (laughs) when we drove home from florida he was like dude you're doing so like 90 and i was like 85 and he's like still (laughs) like let's say you need to get to killer whale siding really fast but you're like i don't have a car you don't call an Uber. You call Caitlin because she could fly you there with those. That spoiler she had on that thing. Yeah, she could. You'd be bumping too down the road with the stereo system that, in the back. Those huge speakers in the back seat. I was like embarrassed to like listen to the listen to music in that thing because like the windows would be vibrating. <laughs> That's awesome. People are so judging cool. me at five in the morning as I'm driving to Lahaina. You're mobbing, man. Anyways, um. Yeah, sightings. When was the last time we didn't talk about sightings with Chase? No, right? I don't think, I don't so. think no, so. No, yeah, we did kind of because I think we, well, no, we talked about the all day trips a little bit, I think. Yeah, because he had he, one at the same, yeah. same time, but yeah. Um, I, I can go with the sightings first. Since, well, since last week, we've had humpback whales in front of our harbor in Moss Landing basically every day i think for the last probably i'd say like 10 days in a row for sure at Um, least and then we have humpbacks there but off and on monterey has had humpback whales pretty close to their harbor about one or two miles out um towards the point Mm -hmm. off of like pacific grove or silomar and more recently i feel like in the last like seven days we've well I don't know. We had some fin whale and blue whale sightings off and on. And then in the last few days, consistently, we've had fin whales and humpbacks. I mean, fin whales and blue whales and technically humpbacks mm-hmm. um, a little ways offshore, about like 11 miles out, 10 miles out. So yeah. it's been pretty cool. And guess what? I Caitlin doesn't even get to talk about sightings because we've been seeing the same exact thing. No, we're both we on the water not. at the same time. We except, except, oh, except. out of town. Except, yep. Dang. So never mind. Feels bad for Caitlin. Caitlin was out of town, went up to her uh, parents' house to pick up some stuff for her new place in Monterey. And while she was out of town. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, is there something else? No, the, no, the, one, the, that, one. the yeah, one okay. That you're so say. I just was slow to realize. So I was way offshore. Um, it was a really foggy morning. And I was like, I found an opening and I just kept going that direction. And right, right before the opening, I had a... Um, some scattered out Rizzo's dolphins and we took a couple looks at them and then I saw like the opening. So I was like, you know what, let's get like out past the fog and keep going where we have like clearings. And we ended up finding, I don't know, I would say like five humpbacks or something. It wasn't like crazy numbers, but other people were seeing humpbacks too to the South, but only in areas where they couldn't find fog. So it was like, there was whales everywhere, but it was like the fog was really 
hindering um, the trip at that point. And so I'm out there. We had like really, really awesome humpback sightings uh, or an account or this pair of humpbacks. Um, they kind of just cruise right past the boat really slowly. And it was like super glassy, calm and slightly blue water. So it was a really good trip. And then Tim on, um, what is it? The goddess fantasy came out at nine 30. So like an hour after I had already been out and he was just three miles in front of the Harbor when he spotted a basking shark. And so I was like already 13 miles away from that area. So I was like, shoot, like, I don't know if I should like run now because it's a super rare sighting. Right. And so I didn't run because he goes, all right, I've had enough. And he like left it. And I was like, okay, well, by the time I get there, it could be like long gone. Um, so then I started going to the North looking to, I was like, I'll, I'll, no one went up the North side of the Canyon. So I was like going to head that way and then turn in to go into my trip. Someone, um, relocated the basking shark. So I just zoomed right over there and they didn't even hold the basking shark for us, which sucked. So I was like kind of going to this Again. area that I was yeah. in and I like saw this little fin, like, from, so I don't know, but I want to say like almost. 300, 400 yards away, I saw this little fin and I was like, eh, this is probably a mola. And then like, then the second fin, like the tail fin came up out of the water Total. and I was like, yep. this is it. So <laughs> I went over there and yeah, we ended up having a basking shark and it was freaking epic. And you so had a really good encounter with it too. It was Yeah. yeah I saw so your Instagram story and I, re- I was shopping for Mother's Day and birthday oh, gifts yeah. at the store. And I was like, what? And then you FaceTimed me while I was in line at yeah. the checkout. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so my passengers were super awesome. And I was like, this is super rare. Like we got some great looks at it. And then I was like, do you guys mind if I just like, we stay out a little longer and we hold this for you, Kate. So Kate was like, I have to see a humpback because the fog like was messing up her trip. And so she finally got on humpbacks and she's like, I have to be here for like at least another 20 minutes. Like she's like, you don't have to hold it. But I was like, no, nah, I want to hold this and make sure you guys get a look. Cause she had Brian yeah. fan on the boat and like the CSU uh, or you see, what is it? UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa Cruz on the, like, uh, some school group was on her boat. And yeah. so they were like all going to be hyped up to see it. Yeah. And well, so, and Eric's never seen one either. And yeah. Eric. Yeah. Eric yeah. was like yeah. freaking out. Though. Can you imagine his anxiety <laughs> as like, like, we have, like, to, we have to watch these humpbacks. I hate all of a sudden you hate humpbacks because yeah. you're like, <laughs> these whales are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was holding the whale for her and I asked my people and they were super cool, which I'm glad I ended up staying to hold the whale because we got like good, good looks at it. It was really just like circling it around. And something that was awesome is it was just must've been going right through schools of anchovies. Cause they would right after it went through it, they would all like boil at the surface and, um, and uh, also a sea lion. So a sea lion was like swimming around right next to the basking shark must've been feeding on the anchovies and the basking shark is feeding on what they, you know, the anchovies are feeding on. And so anyways, I'm waiting for Kate and I'm so glad I did because I was just stopped there. And I was like, this shark is coming right at us. And then I was like, no, it's actually like right here. And I was like, it's going under my boat. <laughs> and so we were just completely stopped and it went right under the bow of my boat. So uh, one of my passengers and I were able to like stand on the bow and both look down right at it. And we got really good looks at um, the basking sharks gills and just the whole body. And it was incredible. And then so I, I basically told her we could retire and call it a day. <laughs> Slater, Slater called me. He's like, I got to go. This thing's coming right at me. And I'm like, oh, okay, bye. The um, so cool. one thing that was cool is that some of the captains on the water that have been out there for 30 yeah, years man. or so were saying that they've like haven't seen one in that amount of time, which 
I just got a comment on Facebook saying like, they're not rare. We see them all the time oh when I'm salmon God. fishing. Okay. And I, and I, so I, but Caitlin, I did respond. I said, okay, well, I said, when was the last time you went salmon fishing? And, he, and then I said, uh, and he wrote me and goes, why are they not there anymore? And I was like, I just said they're rare. And so he, <laughs> he goes, I said, you know, some of the captains here, you know, they, they seen very occasionally, which I don't know, but I was like, I've lived here six years and I haven't really heard of any, you know, I've heard of like maybe a sighting or two, but who knows if it's actually true or not. Uh, you know, without any photos or anything, you know, people think they see things all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, oh, well, I stand corrected because there were common. I was like, OK, but when? Like in the 70s? Yeah, the 70s, literally. <laughs> when were they common? Because they're not common now. I think after that El Nino in the 80s, when the bottlenose dolphins started coming up and staying in Monterey, that's when like a lot of things shifted. Like the tuna yeah. fishery seems to have shifted. The like pilot whale sightings in Southern California shifted, yeah. like, you know, s- something changed after that El Nino event. And then they haven't really seen basking sharks. I'd like to see them more. Yeah, they're, they're cool. cool. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. <laughs> no, it was super cool. And so like, ever, and which was what was so great about it going past my boat like that is it really gave like the size perspective. Cause like, okay, I'm on a 20 foot boat. Yeah. And I would say it was at least 17 feet. Kate, Kate thought it was bigger, but I was like, ah, it went by my boat. That's 20 feet. And I kind of felt like it was a little smaller than me, but dang, the head is wide. Yeah. I would say it was at least eight to nine feet between dorsal fin and caudal fin. Yeah. yeah. Can it be the tail fin? It can be the tail fin. Okay. Call, the the tail tail fin. fin. call it the tail fin. Call it whatever you want, mate. So yeah, epic sighting. Um, it's been off the charts. The weather has been pretty lame, to be honest. Well, it's been off and on lame, especially in the afternoon. Yeah. But we've been getting yeah. really solid like trips. Like three three hours of the trip is like usually really good right now in mm-hmm. the mornings. Like which is the trips are three to four hours anyway. So, um, yeah. like this morning, Caitlin and I went out and we jammed straight out and had blue whales. And it's funny, like the further we got, it actually ended up, well, by the time we got out there, it was really nice. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, well, I had a really good trip one day that you were not out on the water. Actually, I think two different days that you were not out on the water. I don't know. But uh, one of the days. Me up? Yeah, yeah literally. I am. trying to she beat is. my trips. No, she's, she's Caitlin Taylor, bro. Uh, one of the days. We went out on the high spirits and we just went straight down to Monterey because they were like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of whales down here. I think there had been like a big pulse with all those fallow ropes like the week before. And then they all gathered up off Point Pinos again. And there was like, I'm not kidding, 100 whales and like thousands of sea lions and well over 10,000 fallow ropes. Like it was just insane. I missed that day. It was I mean, the weather was not nice. But like, it was so cool. And like, the, we luckily had like a really hardy group of passengers. And so like, even though the weather wasn't very good, it was so crazy cool. Like dang, a hundred whales in one area. Yeah. Within like a two mile radius, there was a hundred whales. That's insane. That, it, I don't think I've never, I've never seen anything close to that. I've seen like 30. It's probably. happened a few times recently, not a hundred, yeah. but six, like uh, we yeah. had 60 plus the other day for sure. Yep. Uh, but I remember that day because I was pissed because like I didn't think anyone was going, and then some people went. Did, were you on an all day trip? Um, no, the next day that's pushing I think, it for was you guys. All day trip. 
Usually Kate doesn't like to go to the point that much. She yeah. Do, well, she knew like, she knew that it was good. You it was know? like the only game in town kind of thing. Yeah. There was not very many whales between Moss Landing and Monterey that day. They all were like gathered outside of Point Pinos. Yeah. That's awesome. You were you here for the fin whale stuff on her boat? Yeah, that was the day I drove. Okay, and the friendly fin whales? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know the whole day with the fowl ropes and everything, just seeing that many birds, like it was so cool because the fowl ropes are like the same, almost the same size as an anchovy, right? Like when you think yeah. about how, how little they are, yeah. they're um, just a little bit bigger than an anchovy. And so telling the people that like the whales are eating something smaller than this bird, like, I think it really helped give them a perspective of like, what the heck is going on below the surface because you mm-hmm. could see how small the bird was compared to the yeah. whale. And there were so many of them that you were like, this is like the anchovies look like this below the surface, but like times 10. And um, yeah, there was groups of like 10 to 12 whales coming up at once with like 500 sea lions in their own little group. And there was like, wow. oh, it's just, it was so cool. Wow. Kit, I just kit. kept thinking like, that's what conservation success looks like. Like that's oh, exactly sure. what you want to see when you put all those laws in place is something a day like that. Yeah. You see it all come together in one area, you know, you can see the the effect those laws have in rebounding wildlife populations. That's that's pretty it's pretty crazy. I don't think I've I don't want to see that so bad. I would love to see that many whales in one area. Like that's crazy. I like how Kate um explained the like size of the not the size of the fowler but the abundance of how many there were she's like there was sheets of fowler ropes yeah and then then i said to her i was like well like what's the thread count she's like dang it i don't know thread count but like 120 (laughs) to like 600 thread count (laughs) it's so funny Uh. yeah i love i mean they've been doing it off and on i guess i've just never maybe i wasn't paying good enough attention or we didn't have enough fowler ropes around no that's that's the biggest amount i've seen for sure everybody's been talking about it them flying right at the fluke prints too that's like the once the whales would dive, like really? they all gather yes, at that every time. Prank. Yeah. Did anybody film that? That's awesome. I did. I, yeah. Dude, I have uh, videos of fowler ups. Steve and I were, I was like, oh my God, maybe they're going to, we did actually see them lunch feed on krill and I was yelling, oh, and he didn't really even, Steve didn't even know why I was yelling, oh, but it was because the whale was lunging. And then he's like, I saw yeah. a bunch of red. So yep. he noticed the krill because yep. he's taller than I am. Wow. And it was like behind his swell. So he noticed the krill. And so, and then, yeah, every time a whale kicked, whether it was even feeding or not, every time, even today, the blue yeah. whales, the blue whales were kicking at the surface, and we were looking at all the fluke prints, and fallops literally are getting spun around in the fluke of the yeah. or in the fluke print yeah. of the yeah. of the blue whales. There's That's so much. Insane. There's like so much plankton out there right now that when the whales kick, it all comes up to the surface, and the birds are like, "Yay!" and they just get in there and start pecking it. So, I so could- let's talk. Let's talk about that, right? Like this is supposed to like La Nina weather patterns are supposed to continue through the summer, right? That's what this. That's what's forecasted. I don't know. But, 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 I don't even but, really look at those but, anymore. Really? Because I mean, because every year that's it's what I've read. La Nina and every year it's La Nina. Like they say, that, I feel like it's. But yeah, like I feel that, like that becomes a thing every year. I don't know why. Like, I, w- I just think this is going to be a really good year because we've had, like, I can't even fathom the plankton that we've seen. Like, we had three basking sharks. I didn't even talk about that on the podcast yet. You know, it's so, like we're getting these these interesting sightings. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's really, I and mean, we've had a ton of fowler ups too. Not nearly the same numbers, but we normally don't get as many fowler ups. And we've seen a lot this year. Yeah, well, and there's been, it's been a pretty good salmon season too, which is also an indicator of like the low levels of the food chain are abundant. But 
I mean, I just, yeah, it's hard to say like it, things just change so quickly with the, even with the currents, like if, say that warm water pushes in from offshore and then that For like completely instant, changes the yeah. game. So, yeah. But then the other day that I had, that was like really epic. And it was like twice in the same week. And I looked at Kate and was like, you can't, I can't have two top 10 days in the same week. Like that's <laughs> top 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that day with the killing. whales, like with that the foul ropes, it's like a top maybe. 10 yeah, for Monterey. And then but what about yesterday? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday's not top 10. That. Yesterday's not top 10, no, but it's, it's close. But um, if people hear yesterday? It, when, when they hear about yesterday and you say it's not a top 10, people are going to be like, wow, Caitlin's a piece like, of turkey with sour screw cream. Screw that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yesterday, we literally had killer whales. We Sorry, we were watching blue whale. No, no, sorry. We were watching a humpback <laughs> whale peck. A humpback whale was peck slapping, which, by the way, I, t- I was five miles away and I wasn't even going to go, to go to that humpback. But while that whale was peck slapping, Kate goes, oh, there's a blue whale like. I didn't have to lift my binoculars. So she was like, it's pretty close. And I was like, cool. Where are you at? She's like, double O. And I was like, awesome. Be there in a jiffy. And I was five miles away and I was going. And then her humpback was still peck slapping. It and pecks she's up like, for like 25 yeah. minutes. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to leave. So just, I was like, cool. I'll watch the peck slapper. So we literally traded off the, hum- the humpback peck slapped for us like 10 times, went on a dive. And then I sat there for like five minutes waiting for it to come back up. And then it was like a quarter of a mile away, still peck slapping behind me. And I was like, okay, well, I left him. Went to the blue whales, watching blue whales with Kate out of nowhere. Um, killer whales are like a quarter mile away from us pop up. And so there's literally a blue whale up at the same time. And then I'm like literally looking at both. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I started freaking panicking because like, do you go to the killer whales? <laughs> like, the, you know, and then so there's a couple blue whales. And as I'm leaving the killer whales, a fin whale pops up going the opposite way. So there's blue whale. Oh, and a humpback was with Tim Zolanek. At the same time. Wow. So killer whales are at the surface. A humpback just fluked up. Blue whale is like on a regular breast sequence. And then a fin whale popped up at the same time. So there's four huge animals at the same time. I quit, dude. I'm quitting right now. So okay, if that's not a top 10 day, then you're a piece. Wow, dude. Well, here's my other top 10 day that happened yeah, I before hear that. <laughs> so we went out on an all day trip and um, Kate was like, oh, well, you can drive this one. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what do you guys want to photograph and they were like yeah whatever but if killer whales are around great and i was like well that's probably not gonna happen so i was kind of just searching around and i kept wanting to go like where the soquel and the monterey canyon meet but then i kept second guessing myself so if you like look at the gps track line it's like i went that way oh no 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 i'm gonna go towards monterey because it was the day after we had that epic Mm -hmm. day with humpbacks and the guys were on the radio that were fishing were like, yeah, there's still quite a few around. They're not gathered up like they were yesterday, but you know, there's a lot of whales down here. And I was like, okay, maybe we should just go down there. And then I kept second guessing myself. And then finally I like another boat that was on an all day trip was like coming into the area from the South. And I was like, you know what? Let's just turn a little bit more West and just keep going. And then Kate's like, what is that? And I was like, uh, I can't really tell. Cause it was kind of hazy. And then it was some big spouts and it was a couple fin whales. And so I was like, okay, let's go over here. And then we finally get over there and caught up to them and settled in. And then like two blue whales pop up in completely different directions while we're waiting so for the cool. fin whales. And so we're watching three fin whales and two blue whales. And then the more we keep looking in binoculars, there's more and more blue whales. 
So we put it out on the radio and all the other boats start coming up. And so I was like, okay, was well, this the just... first day of blue whales? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is so the day my impeller burned out. Right. When I got uh, to the blue, I went, yeah, yeah. I got to the blue whale and it went yes. down and I sat there and then my impeller went out. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I was going... like, now I remember this day. Cause yeah, it was a, yeah. I was like, not you were there, but me. you weren't there. Oh yeah. yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> I, I was, was like, there. Wait, you were was... there, weren't you? Oh, wait. I was like, I called you on the, remember I said, go down a channel? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was fun. So the <laughs> other boats started to come. So I was like, okay, well, I can see more blue whales like up in the SoCal Canyon. So I just kept slowly putting along and looking at different blue whales the whole time. And we just kind of kept following up into the SoCal. And then we like pushed west and like kind of weaving through the salmon fishermen. And then there were Rizzo's dolphins and it was beautiful. And then we kept going out further and further West, just kind of seeing where the end of it was trying to find the end of it. Cause there was like at least 10 or 15 blue whales and four yes. or five fin whales. And all of a sudden there was a group of blue whales and a group of fin whales. And they're both acting kind of funky. And then these fin whales just took off like at a high rate of speed. And we thought the Rizzo's maybe were like, harassing them, them. Yeah. so i was like let's go and like we just followed them and we were going like 10 knots and we couldn't keep up with them wow. and the high spirits is not that fast <laughs> <laughs> i just kept following them knowing they were gonna slow down eventually there were no rizzos it was three fin whales chasing each other kind of like a little heat run yeah. and they were all young they were all like under 60 feet long and so they kind of turned and slowed down so i stopped and then they popped up right next to the boat. And I was like, oh, perfect. But then they started circling the boat. And I was like, what is happening? And they did four big passes around the boat all together, like turned their bellies towards the boat when they made their turn and like mm -hmm. sort of drifted partway upside down, down the whole side of the boat, came up around the stern and like made really close passes off the bow three different times. Wow. And they were so close to each other. They could have touched each other with their teeny tiny little peck fins. <laughs> and relative I, to their body size yeah and mm -hmm. i just feel like they were like that was a curious fin whale encounter like that's what a fin whale is oh, capable sure. of and that was the start of the like fin whale encounters for the next three days i think where there yep. were actual like you know friendly encounters mm -hmm. i i pulled up to again you guys found um fin whales like it might have been one or two days later i think th thursday two days later yeah and you guys had the fin whales there and you guys were just leaving and i pulled i was it's funny i was just headed up the south side of the canyon um and joey on sanctuary i just pulled up and it completely did a circle around his boat and he was outside like running with the cell phone yeah. filming it yeah and he was like this is so awesome yeah. on the radio he was pumped it so was so cool. and then the rest of that day like every bit i ended up leaving because there was a bunch of boats but the rest of that day all the big boats had a close pass or two with the fin wheels yeah so, yeah it was kind of weird well and then so after they passed us four times they made like one more like half pass and then sort of got interested in each other again. And then Rod on the Pacifica had come out to like join us. And there were three blue whales doing a similar thing. And they were like coming up really close to his boat and they were all really close to each other. And a couple of times they like rolled belly to belly towards each other. Wow. You could see like their peck fins and their tails. And so we just kept, they all, all six whales kept going west about like 
500 yards apart from each other, but like on the same heading. And so like the Pacifica was watching the blue whales and we were watching the fin whales and then we traded. Mm-hmm. And like, it was so cool to have like two courting groups of animals that were just like, it was and definitely you a social. You thing. don't see, you don't see that very often with those yeah. species. So I think, I think, I think fin whales really get overlooked. I've had a couple curious fin whale encounters and I've never had a curious blue whale encounter. I, I think, I think they are definitely more curious than the blue whales. Yeah. And they do, I mean, they do some cool things. Like I've seen fin whales do some like weird, funky things, you know, whether they're, they're courting and they're chasing each other around. I've seen it with blue whales too, but fins I think are definitely like underrated. Yeah. These are definitely young animals. Cause they don't fluke. The blue. Yeah. <laughs> the no, it's blue. literally because they're, you don't get And because they're tails. second and because yeah. they're second to their freaking blues. Like, yeah. I think well, people the, like have a bucket list of seeing a blue whale. And I just think the, the fin whales get overshadowed by. And really realistically, fin whales. fin whales are probably pretty close. Prettier. No, but pretty close to the same size. Yeah. yeah. Like we all think of blue whales just see, as the biggest, but yeah. it's like we're not ever seeing maxed out 100, blue whales. 100 foot blue whales. Even right. in our hemisphere, anyways. And yeah. also, yeah, like realistically, some of the fin whales we see are probably just as big, if not bigger. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Some of those blue whales we saw this morning were. Yeah. Pretty, that one, yeah. that one yeah. that was. The dark like, one is huge. Yeah. That was a big. That came we saw that us. whale during that first day, that Tuesday, two weeks ago. We saw that dark blue whale too, because we were like, is that another fin whale? Yeah. And then it kept like, we saw how big it was. And we we're like, oh no, that's a blue whale. That thing is massive. Hey, keep an eye out for, keep an eye out for flu, man could show yeah. up at any time no blaze but definitely dark are those knuckles like are they called knuckles on the blue? you know what i mean like those like, yeah after the dorsal fin is it still knuckles i guess yeah anyways they were that today that one the, the dark one was those were like thick like bulges like you could see they were really defined yeah but it didn't look like skinny no so that was cool yeah that was my other top 10 day was having courting fin whales that were friendly with the boat i've had close passes with fin whales before that i would call curious but this was like 15 solid minutes of like see being like somebody in the boat somebody's gotta tell kate to hire a drone pilot because that would be uh pretty cool to see from the drone yeah it's Circling just like i think we were all just like so dumbstruck that i'm not even sure yeah. if you had a drone pilot if it would have happened because <laughs> yeah. we were just like oh my god this is so cool yeah so yeah and then yeah yesterday right later that was yesterday with the killer whales yeah yesterday yeah we got there uh looking for the blue whales and we had heard a report in the morning from the rachel carson that there were killer whales and like every a couple boats out of Monterey had been looking for like at least an hour, hour and a half and had not found them. So we were like, nah, whatever. We'll just go look at the blue whales. Who found them? Uh, uh, I think the, the clipper did, but if the clipper wasn't there, I think we would have seen them anyway because they, they, they were coming right at us. Yeah. They were coming yeah. right for us. So gotcha. yeah, we saw that peck slapping humpback. That was super cool. It came really close to the boat a few times. The people got to see its eye as it was rolling yeah, you around. took a freaking selfie with it, didn't you? Yep. Yep. And it was like doing the backstroke, like towards <laughs> yeah. the boat a couple times, which was really cool. And um, yeah. And then the blue whale popped up and from our perspective on the high spirits, we were like a little bit further away from the killer whales than Slater was. It was like, we were watching the blue whale. We could see the killer whales in the background. And then like a humpback whale was between them. 
and then the fin whale popped up in front of us. So you almost could have got it all in one shot. Wow. Four Imagine that. One shot. It was super cool. I've, I've definitely had blue spin wells and humpbacks together. Yeah. You have. I had the trip with you. Yeah. But not not, not um, with killer whales coming. Well, through. that big blue whale day, there were humpbacks around too. So mm. we had all three there. Just everybody was like, Jeez, nah, man. another humpback. We're like, we don't care. <laughs> Oh, I know. And on our way in from that, there was humpbacks all over too. It's so yeah. funny. It's so yeah. funny. Just passing whales right now. Yeah. yeah. It's, we can't get too, um, we're spoiled right now. Yeah. Cause it could change real quickly. Yep. Yeah. June's coming up. And that was a lot of killer whales in that group. It was like at least 10. There's two big males, a couple, uh, adult females and some juveniles. And I think one fairly small, like a calf. It was Emma, right? uh emma, emma and plus the, an, a couple other ones yeah like the 222s and 175a which is not a very commonly sighted whale it's common more common up north north yeah oh i think um, they have he's like a t number as well i think so yeah mm. so um yeah mm. they were they were doing their typical zigzagging traveling thing so that part was a little tough but we did get a couple of nice looks at them and our people were stoked I wonder so. if they're still looking for grays i mean they must be but I don't know. There's probably not a lot of them. I don't know. Well, Slater had an elephant seal right by his boat, and we thought, oh, oh man, this was going to be it. <laughs> I, so oh. let me tell him about the elephants real quick. So funny. So I was like, I got a look at these killer whales, and I said, I'm going in. Like, because yeah. it was like it, one more turn out to the like west, it was just going to like, I was like, it was just so getting windy. windier. Like, yeah. it was just starting to get there, but it was like every time we turned back out, it was windier. So I was like, I'm going to get one more. I, I got up and I was parallel with you and Kate and, and we got looks. And so I said, bye. And then as I'm leaving, I was, I saw elephant seal head pop up and I was like, so I pulled back and stopped to look at the elephant seal. And then an albatross landed like a, two, a foot from this, this elephant seal and the elephant seal kind of sank out. And then it came back up and I was like, Oh, this albatross is like, you're gonna die, and then I'm gonna eat you. So I was like, <laughs> and so Kate, Kate was gonna leave too. And then so I was like, okay, I, I'm just, she's like, I was like, I'm gonna stay. And then I start like, I don't know, maybe five or six minutes goes by, and I was like, okay, I'm impatient. I'm gonna leave. Like, they're not gonna eat this thing. They would have eaten it. And Kate goes, no, give it two more minutes. And then they popped up. They popped, they popped up, up, up west. Yeah. And then we both said bye, and we both yep. went in. Yeah. It was just like, and they ended up, they, I don't know if anyone ever actually really got any, like, I think we got that one really good look and yeah. you guys might've got two. Um, yeah, we but, got two decent looks and then we were like, that's it. And it sounds like they tried to like hang on to them for another hour, hour and a half or something. I heard him kind of chat because the, the film radio. crew, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, even I think sanctuary was trying to get out there for their oh, yeah, 1130. For the 11. to they see did them. see them. Yeah. So somebody did try and hang on to them for a while, but you know, we were like, it ain't going to be us. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, so Adam, you saw basking sharks. What else have you seen? Well, it's been a pretty turbulent spring to say the least. Um, and the past couple of weeks, it's been super chunky and super windy. Like the Western channel has just been blowing at 40 knots for literally like, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And when that fills into our portion, like it's just, it's just not fun. So we've only really been able to do like a five mile loop recently. Um, but we've had a couple of good gaps. That one 
it was a, it was a, we had a kid's charter actually that found the first basking shark and it was in the morning. Um, and it was actually super cool to show the kids a basking shark. That's, you know, they're super rare everywhere along the California coast. Um, but it was funny, like uh, one of the other boats that just kind of does like, like a two mile loop outside the harbor actually found it. And the last time they called us on animals, they called us on pilot whales that turned out to be minky whales. <laughs> So the guy was like, I'm pretty sure I got a basking shark here. And I was like, yeah, right. Okay. Like this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, but it was totally a basking shark and it was super cool to show these kids. We had a kid's charter, super cool to show them a shark that big, you know, and it came right by the boat. Um, so they were stoked. And then we had another trip and I was like, I, you know, let's go find this thing again. It was only a couple miles outside the Harbor. Um, and so I, texted Havala and she's like crazy about basking sharks she's always wanted to see one um so I texted her I was like come out you have to come out on this trip like I have a good feeling we're gonna find this thing, this thing again because it's just it was just so close and then we texted my captain Dave he was off too we we're like dude there's a basking shark come get it and he was like eh, I don't know like you're not gonna find it again and I was like no I got a good feeling we're gonna find it again and so on the second trip Devin and I went out and I saw it it was the weirdest thing ever I I saw it in the binos and then I saw another one with it and I was like oh my god there's two and nobody believed me but then they like literally ran into each other and one of one of them like threw its tail up in the air like it was super interesting and then I was like oh my god it's a basket jar there's two of them and then it came right one of them came right towards the boat the other one kind of disappeared for a minute and it did the same thing it like threw its tail in the air it was like I mean they do breach I've they seen breach yeah 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 but it was oh, just really? like, they have people have photos of that yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've think, there's a video. There's know. a really cool video off of um, Ireland. Um, Ireland of one breaching. It was like in a group of like 15 basking sharks and one of the breaches. Super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like typical basking shark water. Like every time I've seen them, I've seen them just in that dirty, dirty, ugly water. Um, and I've only seen them once before. So it was it was pretty cool to get the drone over them. That was a new experience for me. Um, and as we, as I was flying over the two, a third popped up and the third one was like huge. It was like way bigger than the other two. Um, so that was, that was super, super cool. So and the one, the one that Slater saw has like a white mark on one of its flippers. Did any of you, I didn't, ones have it, it didn't look, I think ours were a little bit well, bigger. More, it looked, more noticeable it bigger, would have been on the tail. Yeah. Was there a white spark? I'll have to look the at the whole footage. top of the fin is like like definitely looks like a lion came across it. Yeah, like chase. Yeah, like none of chase. ours. None of ours had one. One of them had a mark on the tip of its nose, like a white mark on the tip of its nose, but that's it. Um, I think there were different sharks, which is super cool. Um, off to yeah, go yeah ours came look. all the way around the top from Ireland, so it's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Well, that was. Between Santa Barbara and Monterey, there's probably some as well, but it's just yeah. like the weather's been so rough. No so one's really rough. been down there. Yeah. And we had a couple reports earlier this year of like on the backside of Santa Cruz. I think we had one there. And then we had one at Anacapa. Um, they seem to get seen off right there. your zone more often. In yeah. The recent I, don't years. Know, I don't know why. Yeah. The recent years. I mean, we had in 2019 was the last time we saw them before this year. And there was, again, probably a half dozen sightings of them. And they were always sighted in that ugly, ugly water. So that's just what they're, they're feeding on. They're feeding on zooplankton in there. Um, so that was, that was super cool, super rare to see them. And the next day 
Dave finally motivated. He's like, well, I guess you saw three in the afternoon, so we'll go out again. Um, so he went out on his own boat and we missed it by just two minutes, but right in the exact same area, um, a leatherback sea turtle popped up. Um, mm. So Dave, Dave got looks at that. We just missed it by a minute or two, but just back to back days, mm. like two cold water rare species for us. And Dave's been in the Santa Barbara channel for 20 years and he's only seen, that was his second leatherback sea turtle ever. So I feel like maybe somebody should take a drive down to Big Sur tomorrow. Yeah, honestly, I got some some weird stuff going on. I'm not off. I know. You this way. Um, so that was super cool. We've had humpbacks around as well, and common dolphins, and they've it's really been hit or miss. Like I think we they're out on their first island trip right now, and they have humpbacks and a bunch of commons, which is super cool. Um, they're finally we finally got a weather gap. Um, but even before that, when we were running our coastal trips, like. We had a couple of days where there was probably a dozen humpback whales within a mile of the harbor. Um, but it's been very hit or miss. Like they're moving around a lot. They've been going up the coast of Gaviota. They've been congregating there. Like there was a report of like a hundred up um, off of Point Conception. There for a day or two, they moved in and there was a dozen right in front of our harbor and then they disappeared again. So they're really transient this year. I don't know what the deal is. Like last year, we had them for eight months in the exact same spot, like dozens of them for eight months straight without missing a day. I mean, and I this feel year, like they move just around all over here. the map. They're they moving sure. around a lot here too. Like, yeah. And different whales are like coming and going too. I yeah, think. that's very true too. Um, so it's just, I'm excited to see what the year brings. It seems kind of like an, an interesting year, at least here, you know, it's, it's, it definitely seems a little bit different, but um and again we've been seeing a lot of fowler ups too so i'm hoping we get some blue whales blue whales have been really hit or miss for us the last couple of years but um i'm excited to see what the season has in store yeah i mean i think at this point i don't really like to make projections in april and may for what the summer is yeah. going to look like because like june is always like the anomaly and then you it's start not, yeah, to yeah. second guess yourself and then but you, you never know like, yeah. i watched june be the best month we've ever had in our entire lives i mean if it does i will like i don't know I'll take it back, I guess. But. No, but it could be like, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, Caitlin, last year, we did not have this many humpbacks. We kind of got lucky that the killer whales hung around for like a week. Mm-hmm. And, and really like the saviors of the start of the season last year were like Fluke Skywalker or like random calves yeah. that were around mom and calf pairs that were around, which we're starting yeah. to see. I've seen, we've seen two different ones the yep. last couple of days. Yep. Um, and then yeah, the one juveniles. has a really cool set of markings on I know, the tail. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, the yeah. one that Kate posted. We actually one. we saw it. We saw it here in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And it was throwing its tail around. I have a full fluke ID. I didn't take it, but one of the crew members did. I yeah, there, it's but... like it's even got white on the top of the tail, and we thought maybe it was yeah. an injury, but it's just pigment. No, it just it's pigment for sure. So super cool. Super super whale. cool. Yeah. And it was really friendly with the boat. It breached like ten feet off the side of the boat. <laughs> I was like, cool. Oh, hi. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was super active for us, too. So, speaking of not having very many killer whales this year, that sort of, like, leads into, like, what we're going to talk about. But I actually did have kind of a random thought about, you know how, like, the humpback whales feeding with the sea lions in Monterey is, like, something that's pretty unique to just Monterey Bay. It doesn't really happen consistently anywhere else. Well, like the last two weeks, we've had a lot of young whales that actually have summer sightings in BC. Mm-hmm. So if they're getting this experience with the California sea lions, would they be inclined to feed with big groups of stellar sea lions 
Like, I don't know. Like, is that going to start happening other places? Cause these whales are like seeing that their sea lions do it. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know if any photos ever come out or video of humpbacks feeding with stellar sea lions and big rafts like that. Have you seen Yeah, that's, I guess that'd be a question for Sarah and Jeff, or I mean, yeah, Adam, did you ever see big groups of stellars like feed together? No, pretty much every time I saw stellars, they were hauled out. Like I never really saw big groups of them at all. Um, it might 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 have changed in the past couple of years, um, and I would never really see humpbacks with sea lions. They were always by themselves. Um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting connection there. Yeah, I don't know. That was just a thought, thought I had. But and maybe like I wonder if like further up in like Alaska or something, do they get that with like the um yeah, it's also like the herring the herring runs, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the the herring spawning season. I know a lot of stellars. But that's like short come to term, end. And it's I before guess. the humpbacks even get there, I think. Yeah, that's true. It's typically like right recent. now and the humpbacks are barely there. Yeah, because yeah. all those that big tea party that was going on up near the Columbia River is where all the herring herring are spawning. Yeah, and that's where the stellars are, and that's where the, and yeah. that's yeah. Then the killer well, and then the stellars. Are I think the, I heard some reports about it happening in Alaska already within the last week or so, also, and the humpbacks are not really all the way there yet. So I started to sort of segue into our topic, but then I had my my uh, random thought about the sea lions and the humpbacks. But uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot of killer whales this spring, and we also haven't really seen a whole lot of gray whales this spring. The northbound migration's been pretty slim. Um, and in a previous episode, I forget which number it was. It wasn't that many ago. Um, we talked about the mid-season Baja report and how it was pretty grim coming out of San Ignacio and Magdalena Bay, which is a pretty good indicator that all the lagoons are are not doing as well as they typically do. So the final report for the season is out now. Um, so I wanted to talk about that because I think that's a big reason why our killer whale season was so slow this year. Um, so this is from Laguna San Ignacio Ecosystem Science Program. They do this every year in Laguna San Ignacio and Bahia Magdalena. And um, sort of just the highlights uh, for them, the abundance of single gray whales in both, uh, both lagoons were greater than recent years, but the number of female calf pairs were lower than a typical year. Um, they did some surveys to account for how long individual whales were in the bay um, and in the lagoons, and they were there less time than a typical season. And they did have uh, more deaths of whales in the, in the lagoons than they do on a typical year. They were able to do some uh, drone photogrammetry, and they got a lot of um, body condition measurements done. Um, and the good news is the whales that did come down and have calves look good, like look like mm. they're healthy. There's just less calves. So, um, and then they had some cool, uh, long-term sighting animals. We talked about one of them, um, in a previous episode, but there's two other whales that they have a long sighting history for that they were able to see. And um, they also documented six different individuals between the two locations from the Western North Pacific population of gray oh, whales. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though feeding 
uh, seems to be tough for the gray whales in their feeding range. Uh, there were whales coming from Russia all the way to Mexico this year, which is really wow. cool. So um, the page is, or that's a 31 page report. That's kind of just like the highlights. And then I just wanted to kind of go through and talk about a few of the um, more detailed um, notes. So if you look at like their survey on page six of like week by week, how many whales they're seeing in the lagoons where we left off was like February in San Ignacio. They had only seen um, like four mom calf pairs. And so they were starting to like get pretty nervous by uh, February that they're like, oh no, there's not going to be very many. Um, the peak was March 10th. They had 18 mom calf pairs and 40 single adults. So that was 58 total whales. But previously in the season, all through February, they had more than 100 single adult whales in the bay each survey. They just had, you know, six or seven or four mom calf pairs. Pairs, yeah. So um, definitely a lot less than a typical year, but they did get up to at least 18 pairs in San Ignacio. Um, they also said that, uh, the whales stayed about two weeks less than they typically do in San Ignacio. And so by March, the sightings were really, really slow in the lagoon, mm -hmm. which is why I think the killer whale season was so slow too, right? Like if they're not in, San if they're not in Baja in March, like they're already on their way up. So I wonder why that, I wonder if that has like we've we've had a decent amount of killer whale sightings this spring not us personally but there's been a lot sighted in the channel i think there's been about a half dozen sightings i wonder if they're just realizing the gray whales aren't that plentiful maybe they're coming down here for sea lions or i don't know something yeah it commons. might be or they're there's going a, down there a, to there's been look a couple for gray whales oh, that's i don't true. know there's been a couple sightings of the orcas when they're here hunting dolphins so i don't know yeah uh, and then the Magdalena Bay complex is like three sites that they survey and uh, their highest mom calf pair sightings was two. Uh, in Dang, one so survey. that means when I went down there and saw one cow calf pair, you saw the one of two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They said Actually, I didn't see it. The other boat saw it. We saw so actually, adults. Wait, didn't you go in, Feb in March? Yeah. Yeah. When was that? So it was zero, March, right? it was zero in March in or one in well, well, there's, there's, three, there's three, three sites. Yeah. So in Bahia Almejas, there was one mom calf pair on March 2nd. In Bahia Magdalena, there was one mar mom calf pair on February 8th. February 8th. And then in Canal de Santo Domingo, there was one on the 21st of January and two on the 7th of March. But those are their survey days. So yeah. things happen in between all those days too. Yeah. But so, those are their survey days. And I think the north part is is where they have more mom and calves because the south part they don't even allow you to go like you can't pet gray whales down in the south part of magdalena bay it's like a 50 yard or 50 feet rule or something like that for the yard rule um so yeah it's just kind of so, i mean that's insane to have how many two two yeah that's crazy yeah and they had like um the january and february surveys had quite a few single adults but like in the canal de santo domingo on the 3rd of march they saw no whales there at all period zero so and even on See, mag, in mag bay on the 1st of march they only saw nine single adult whales 
See, but this is just their surveys. And then when you go to the actual photo, photo identification data from others that weren't just on those survey days, it says 41 cow-calf pairs. Where are you looking at that at? For the whole on, season. On table four. Yeah, yeah. For the whole season. That's what I'm saying. I, th I think these numbers really throw people off. Like one, oh my God, there's one cow-calf pair. But like, okay, that's on their sightings that's on the day they're going out to look, you know, and things change. And like, so to actually have photo ID'd 41 different pairs, like obviously that's still not a lot, but that's. That's across all four sites than... during all the surveys. That's where they get that number. Yeah. It's... So it's kind of like multiplying it by three and still having none. Well, but they still photo ID match the individuals. So they still verify. Yeah. That's what well, I'm well, okay. So what was it in 2000, let's say 18 before this all happened? Oh, you can definitely you can definitely see the trend here. I mean, in yeah. in 2014, 2015, 275, like like it, it clearly is, you know, a fifth of, of what it was. Where yeah. do you see the 2014 one? Uh, it's just in the same Oh, chart. I see the I see the graph right there, figure two. Okay. Yeah. But I think because every year I hear like, oh my God, they only saw like five cow calf pairs. And also at the same time, like these uh San Ignacio and Bahia Magdalena are the smallest of the lagoons from what I've heard. And from what I know, and from what people have told me, like Charlie's like, dude, like these, like whatever, they have 500 whales at a, at an individual time. Like Guillermo Negro has thousands at least. And like his, the estimate there is like 1100 at a single time. And that's without the whales coming in and going. And when I was there, I saw at least 30 calves. So I, I do think the situation is definitely dire but I always hear people reporting like, oh my gosh, they only saw five pairs this entire year. And I think when you actually look at the graphs and stuff, it's like, oh no, no, okay. Don't get it twisted on what I've I'm... never heard an entire year like that, but yeah, I don't, I don't want people to get it twisted on what I'm saying. This is a report from Magdalena Bay and Laguna San Ignacio. If you look at the proportions of what a normal year is versus what yes. they've seen, you can extrapolate that across any lagoon. Some lagoons normally have way more whales. For sure. And so proportionately, they also have less whales, but there's still thousands of whales. There are still over 100 calves that were born this year easily, maybe easily. two or 300 easily. But Absolutely. on a normal year, there are over a thousand born, you know, like, yeah. So there's not I mean, like no whales, but there's I mean, a lot yeah. less whales than there I definitely are see the I definitely see the downward trend for sure. Like, but, look at the South, but like, okay, how about just the gray whale census in mm -hmm. Point Vicente? I mean, 28 sure. calves southbound and 24 northbound. That's all they yeah. saw. Yeah, see, year? that's wow. that's the that's the weird thing to me is that I, that's crazy. And, and same thing in Santa Barbara. Like, this year, I think last year we had a couple good days of like multiple cow calf pairs. <laughs> this year we had one and there was, we had four pairs and that was it. After that, we've seen, I think, two. I think we've seen six total this entire year. And so at least in Santa Barbara, they theorize that there's been a lot of gray whales taking the backside of the islands route. I don't know why they would necessarily do that. Maybe they're not as afraid of, you know, killer whales in this part of the coast. So, so they're able to go offshore a little bit, but there's been a lot of reports of whales and there's been a lot of reports of whales feeding at the islands as well. And this year we've seen personally a lot of whales feeding like mid channel just randomly we'll see whales popping up that are traveling with with mouthfuls of and you're saying are you saying it's calves or adults uh adults and calves yeah. well because like i think moms but 
north i think especially northbound i think it's always been and southbound the adults have always gone (laughs) further offshore but like the cat the thing is is the i don't believe that mom and calves are taking the offshore route i just don't i just i I wonder i wonder if they've transitioned though well i think so here's the other thing that i think is happening the moms that are birthing the last two or three seasons, their body condition has been the best out of any of the whales in the lagoons. So I think those are the experienced and healthy moms. And so they're either very good at being sneaky and like know when to pass certain zones and like they're going to have good calving success and get calves to weaning age. So like the calves that are being born are going to be with really good parents. So those may be the whales that on a normal year you never see anyway because they know how to get up the coast really with in stealth True. mode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It is really interesting. I mean, and I, I to be honest, I haven't seen just in general, not just cow calves, but the whole population. I think I've seen one skinny whale this entire year where in the past couple of years, it's been pretty scary. Yeah, the, the report this year says that, I mean, their body condition is still not great, but it's better than it has been. It's a lot, I think it's, yeah. yeah. From what I've seen, and I can only speak to what, what I've seen, they, they look a lot better, but. So, um, and then I think it's kind of cool that they did this resident time report. I don't remember this in last year's report, but maybe I just breezed by it. But the amount of days that the whales spend in, the lagoon so for mom and calf pairs like on a good year like in 2014 they were spending 38 to 89 days in the lagoon that's like more than six weeks wow and then the single adults were spending eight to 34 days in the lagoons that same year then you look at like this year and the moms are spending 32 to 73 days in the lagoon. Pretty so a lot less time. And even before that in 2020, when it was really, really bad, they were spending 24 to 62 days. Yeah, They're not spending less. very much time at all Mm-mm. in the lagoon before trying to get north for the food. So. I guess the gray whale census, like I was just like snooping through it and it looks like a, a comment says that it hasn't been this low since the UME of 1999 and 2000. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's happened before. Report, I mean, yeah, that's what this report's saying too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's interesting. They made a comment about that actually Slater towards the end of this um, document. They said, this is similar to the 99, 2000 event. Uh, and then they said that's when people started to wonder if like the gray whale uh, population is like reaching carrying capacity mm-hmm. and like leveling off. Leveling off, yeah. And then they saw it continue to grow until this event. So now they're trying to kind of change it's, their it's the carrying capacity. It's, it's funny though because that that term got brought up again, which it's been I feel like since I've known about gray whales. So like ten years or so, I feel like we've always heard they're at their carrying capacity. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, John Kalamakitas is saying anything about blue whales. It's like, we just don't know. Is Are they really at their carrying capacity here in the Eastern Pacific? Are they, is their food sources just not enough to sustain a higher population? Or are more whales dying to entanglement and ship strike than we actually think? You know, it's. Yeah, when we had him on the podcast, it seemed like he was more leaning towards like, we're losing enough to ship strike that we're not growing as a population. 
Yeah, yeah. and they grow so slow. Yeah. And it's exactly. so underreported. So, I mean, and especially with, you know, gray whales, like I wouldn't be surprised if that's also the case. Just because they're so coastal in their migration and they constantly run into to boats and people and gear and it's surprising though that they don't run into more gear especially since they are a bottom feeder and they're a very coastal animal like most of entanglements they get reported are humpbacks i don't know if it's because their their flippers are not bit, so yeah. easy to catch stuff or what we've but... had we've had probably a half dozen gray whale entanglements this year like i think about that big year where there was like over 70 reported and like 50 plus were humpbacks and mm. 11 were gray whales and then there were a few i, under I think that was like 14 things, or 15 2015 yeah because that was when that summer was i was horrible. working down south and we had one or two gray whales and i was i remember flying the drone for the mm -hmm. disentanglement teams and mm -hmm. so I, maybe that was the same year yeah i think it was so we actually, I was flying the drone and I watched a gray whale run into a lobster trap, like the line. And, and I was watching it and it hit its peck fin on the line and then immediately threw its tail. And like, it was like on its tail for a second and came off and like, it didn't get stuck, but like, you could see how easily if it just kicked hard enough and like yeah. pulled the line well, over, sure. probably entangled themselves pretty easily. Yeah. Um, how do they run into it it's so weird i mean if the visibility is so poor yeah i think that they just really can't see it that well or you know if you're kind of on autopilot and you're like oh it's kelp you just swim by it and then you like get stuck and you're like that's not kelp oh my god and then you start freaking out <laughs> and then they spin and roll and kick and then boom yep. it's done yeah spin and roll and kick um, so you can read all the details of this report if you want. I'll put it on our Facebook page. But there was two kind of long-term sighting things that I thought were cool. Uh, there's this female gray whale named Gray Blaze, and she was first photographed. Let's 1979. Uh, no, this one's oh, 1981, and she's been photographed eight times, including twice with a calf in the last 34 years. So they think she's 40 to 42 years old. And then they have a male with an open wound, kind of like Scarback, but like way smaller. Mm, I see that. Yeah. And he was first photographed in 1979. And he's been photographed eight times over the past 43 years and presumed to be male because it's never been seen with a calf. Yeah. Are, have you seen Scarback, Caitlin? Yeah. Oh, did Oregon. you see it in Oregon? Okay. Yeah. You didn't see it in Newport? Oh, no. <laughs> I remember when I saw that whale and I thought I was like literally like famous. I thought that was so cool. Actually, like, that's are... the first time you and I ever spoke ever. Oh, did you message me on Facebook about it? I asked you to send Jim Sumich the video. Did I? She looked pregnant. I think you did. Ah, I remember Probably learning not. like I Said remember was learning like about it. $250 a second. No, this nah. was way before then. This is back in the grind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, are you kidding me, dude? I was ready to be on the front page of Yahoo for Google. For I mean for mm -hmm. uh, for Google for um for that scar back. I probably was, honestly. <laughs> Every single thing that was seen in that's Newport was like, oh my God. That's how you're they're false them. killer whales. They're hybrid bottlenose dolphin killer yeah. whales. Oh my like, God. And then all of a sudden they get seen like the next three years. And it's like, no, they're just false killer whales. Like it was like everything that was happening around that time was it's super so rare. Then we had pilot whales or shortfin pilot whales. And we had, you know, just. Well, that actually is pretty rare. Yeah, but all of them are at the time. Everything was humpbacks were rare at the time. Yeah. 
humpbacks were seen maybe yeah, once in like or maybe uh, it was like one to seven times a year before 2014 then all of a sudden it was just like boom humpbacks are like a thing in newport well speaking of rare sightings so this this is something that was rare for san ignacio and i i don't know if we mm. mentioned it during another episode but they had killer whales in come in the lagoon so uh there's never really been any reports of the killer whales entering the lagoons where the gray whales are. Um, but obviously they can figure out how to get in there. So on January 23rd of 2022, there was a whale watch group out there and they saw a group of six killer whales in the lower portion of Laguna San Ignacio, which is the deepest part uh, where the entrance is to the ocean. And they encountered these whales in front of Isla Abor. Abaroa and they were chasing bottlenose dolphins so even though there's all kinds of little fresh tender gray whale calves in there well not many because in January they didn't have very many reported but they're eating bottlenose dolphins yeah wasn't there, wasn't there a report of of they thought a gray whale calf as well nah, I think I think this is the this the report was like mixed like telephone where yeah. it made it up here yeah. they thought it was a gray yeah. whale but down south, they, it was a bottle. Like when I talked to the guy, even off okay. Cabo, they knew it was a bottle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they just saw like a gray chunk of meat and were like, uh, oh my God, I they see. got a gray whale, but it was the bottlenose. Gotcha. Um, so the research group from um, that made this report, they were able to get out there and they stayed with the killer whales for two hours and they were able to get all individuals photo, I, uh, like photo ID shots. They're still working on the IDs, but they were able Wonder to get first. them all documented. Oh, oh, you can see they have photo, look at it. they figure 15 right there. They show the killer whale with the bottlenose. Look how close they are to it, too. Yeah, it's so cool. I know. Two bottlenose dolphins dis- carcasses were later discovered on the northern shore of the lagoon. Yeah, so cool. Oh, look at the killer whale's mouth coming out behind the bottlenose. Yeah. Holy chicken wagon, dude. Zoom <laughs> into that. I tried to, and then the report. Oh my god, gross. it could like it could like bite on his door, the bottom of his yeah, dorsal yeah. fin. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah, they have a video of it too on Vimeo. If you want to watch the video. It's here. Um, It's in the report. You see the oh, I see link it, I see at the it, I bottom. See the yeah. Oh, I'm clicking it. <laughs> oh, <already>. I'm clicking <laughs> it. <laughs> Holy guacamole. Oh, so. Yeah, did you see that dude? Those photos are gnarly. Yeah, super cool. Um. A second sighting of killer whales was in the lagoon on January 31st, but there was not enough good photos taken by anybody to match them to the group from the 23rd. And there's a lot less information about that report. But yeah, two dead bottlenose carcasses, and they definitely had wounds from killer whales on them. So super cool. Um, There's also a more detailed version of the report about the entanglement that we did talk about already before. Mm. I think I think Baja might be the the new hot ticket in the springtime and stuff. Yeah, dude, we have to go next year. Yeah, I really want to see. I'm gonna watch this video later because this looks super cool. Super cool. It's like two feet off the ponga. Of course it is, Baja. Yeah. The animals are just like in your face. There. Hi, hello. I'm here. Yeah. What a podcast. So, what a podcast. Yeah. So still still pretty grim coming out of San Ignacio, but, you know, better than it has been. I guess we'll see what the future holds. You know, it's. It'll be fine. Much, I don't know. We'll see. 
Gray whales are just, you know what? They're pretty hardy. They are really crusty hardy. little whales. I just, you know, I think they're going to be all right. They're definitely crusty. But I do think it's a glimpse into our future for some species if our oceans continue to warm. Yeah. Some, there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers. And I wow. think that gray whales, it's going to be real tough. I thought this year was going to be my year. <laughs> I had my own boat to go out, look for killer whales. <laughs> for killer it's been nonstop bad weather. Actually, my boat broke down the first Your half boat of April. Yeah. Nonstop like bad weather. Times. Nonstop oh, bad weather. And then Dude, the season's just getting started. Yeah. No, okay. but he it's wanted killer whale season in his boat, you know? Yeah, but yeah. whatever. Killer, I had it last like, year. You guys don't even like killer whales. No. I, yeah, I don't. Really you like have it. to. You have to. It's not that we don't like them. It's that no, I think Caitlin doesn't like them. No, they did exactly <laughs> yesterday. They get you all excited. I know. I know they I give know. you one pass and they disappear, and you're like, "Great, you just broke half of our customer, or you know, whatever hearts, yeah. their hearts." And it's like, they're like, "But what? You're not gonna keep following them?" It's like, "No, they don't love us." <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed it's, to do? It's not that they don't love us. It's just that they're hungry and they move yeah. fast and they're looking for food. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they're like designed to handle the sea conditions, whereas like we are not. We are not. Yeah. And they're also designed them. to eat mammals. And people don't understand that you have to take the good to get, or you take the bad to get the good. So you have to watch <laughs> things die if you actually want to get good looks at killer whales. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's like, and it's funny because people are like, yeah, but I want to see them celebrate. And I'm like, yeah, well, you have to it's, sacrifice yeah, the kill something, something yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they, celebrate for nothing. They don't hardly just, yeah, they don't just breach for you know willy-nilly not very i mean they do but not very often yeah unless it's a social event you know that's the only time Which most likely they probably killed something because they ate that. something <laughs> and you just happen to get there late when they already killed it yeah yeah exactly so. oh well you guys made it this far thank you so much for listening to the podcast really appreciate you guys uh sticking with us we've i've noticed a lot of downloads on our recent podcast so like almost a thousand views on uh, which is like crazy that a thousand people listen to us talk about spinner dolphins. And that's just so. on one platform, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it, we, we kind of yeah. figured oh, it out. It? Okay, it's like cool. over across it all. So that's amazing. Still, Thank that's you guys awesome. so much. So, yeah, I think our secret whale of the week shouldn't be a whale. It should be phalarope. Ooh, that's a hard one to spell. Don't Ooh, spell let's it. Name a, let's, let's name a whale phalarope. It has to have a bird on. It has to have a bird on its flute. There is a humpback whale named Loon on the east coast, and it definitely cool. has a mark that looks like a loon. That's pretty cool. So, Fallerope, that's the secret whale of the week. Fallerope, catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.